Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and coming to you from our broadcast center and studios on the escarpment here in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. As you can see by the image in the back, that is Hamilton. We are on the top of the Niagara Escarpment overlooking the beautiful Lake of Lake Ontario. Now, you may be wondering, where is Hamilton? Well, Hamilton is in between Toronto and Niagara Falls on Lake Ontario, and if you'd like to uh, visit us whenever you're passing through, either go to the the beautiful city of Toronto or back down to see the world-famous Niagara Falls, drop in Hamilton, the home of the friendliest people in Canada. My guest this hour is John Nelson. He is the author of visionary novels uh, Starborn, Transformations, and Matrix of the Gods, originally published by Hampton Roads Publishing, and I, Human, published by Cosmic Egg, and the upcoming The Miracle of Anna, published by Round Fire Books. He authored the, he's authored nonfiction books, and, uh, you know, I could get into them, but what I'd like to do is let you, the Exxon Nation, find out about our guest this hour. And John, welcome to the Exxon. Tell our listeners about yourself. Well, um, I'm... Uh... I started off as a visionary fiction author. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I wrote my first novel when I was in, like, 19 years old. Uh, and I tell a funny story to people. Um, I, was, I think I was 17 years old, and I was in a public library. Mm-hmm. And like most 17-year-olds, I had uh, my share of emotional problems. And a book fell on my head on the top shelf of a library shelf, and it was Richard Hillman's book on yoga. <laughs> of course... I was in Norfolk, Virginia, and I never heard of anything Eastern at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I read the book. It made a lot of sense to me. I bought a copy and started practicing yoga. And 50 years, 50 years later, I'm still practicing it. And uh, it led me on a search for alternative points of view. Uh, I just wasn't buying into my um, white-bred American Christian background. And uh, I have made a num- numerous exploration since then. Do you think that book falling on your head was like uh, Sir Isaac Newton getting clunked by the apple? 
<laughs> I think it was more like um, the talk between uh, Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung <laughs> when he was trying to explain synchronicity, and there was a big crack in the in the in the cabinet nearby. Yeah. And Jung said that's synchronicity. <laughs> So how would you but, classify so, yourself these days? Are you an author? Are you an energetic healer? Or are you both? Well, I would say mainly I'm an author. Okay. Uh, I've, um, I wrote my first novel when I was like 16 years old, uh, and I've been writing ever since. But my explorations um, have brought me into the arena of healing, and healing myself and my book, which is the subject of, of the conversation today, is a guide to energetic healing. Uh, and my use of the Castro Native technique of recapitulation to heal karma, to heal trauma, to heal abuse, mm-hmm. uh, and and I put it to extremely effective use, and have written about it, so that um, I think m- my readers can employ it, uh, especially my male readers. Uh, with those with tattered histories in particular. Uh, it's a, a remarkable technique. But um, again, you know, everything, I've been, a, like you, I imagine, I've been a self-explorer. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't take anything for granted. Right. And even with recapitulation, uh, I practice it. You know, I, I read about it in uh, Castle Native in, 19, in the late 90, 1980s and The Eagle's Gift. I said, well, this is quite interesting. And at the time, I was involved in a couple difficult relationships, and I started practicing on it, and I saw that it worked. And that's all I cared about. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to, uh, you know, that's all I really cared about. It worked, and it does work. And so uh, I seem to be open. And what happens is things just fall into my life, like that book. Uh, I can give you an example. Please do. Of synchronicity. Uh, both my father and my grandfather died of heart attacks when they were 49 years old the week before Thanksgiving. In my 49th year, I took that week off and went to a doctor. <laughs> but what happened, interesting enough, they died from high triglycerides. And so back in the 80s, late 80s, I came across a product called Kaolic Garlic that is supposed to help with fungus and, and, and kill viruses. It's liquid. Mm-hmm. And I started taking it. And it wasn't until 15 years later when my doctor kept remarking that I had really low triglycerides that I researched it, and I found out that garlic eats triglycerides for lunch. (laughs) So, you know, it's just like, are are these angelic beings in my, you know, throwing things my way? Is it synchronicity? Is it some part of me? I think it's some part of us. You know, Jung called it, uh, call it it the... uh, I can't remember exactly. There's some. There was a term he used, but the idea was that there was a function within our psyche that creates these kinds of situations for our own self growth. Growth. And so, um, yeah, I I constantly run into that because I'm open and I try things out. And my book is replete with all kinds of little tales and stories like that, and things that have helped me, and I think could help others uh, in, a, in a wide variety of ways. Now, what is energetic healing as illustrated in your book? Okay, well, we, the Eastern model mm-hmm. is 
that we have energetic bodies around us, starting with the etheric or the causal body right close to our body. Then there's the emotional body, yeah. the lower and higher mental body. We have these bodies around us. We are energetic beings. We aren't just physical beings. Uh, and what happens in our energetic bodies happens first there. And if we don't solve it there, then it moves down, the disharmony moves down into our physical body. So energetic healing, uh, just from an abstract point of view, is applying energy to these bodies and clearing the residue of any trauma, abuse, or whatever is happening there before it gets down to the physical body and cause physical illness. Uh, Reiki, there are all types of hands-on healing that apply to this. But the most effective that I've encountered is the recapitulation. Uh, and that is, uh, according to Castaneda, and actually not just Castaneda, this, is, this goes back thousands of years in Mexico, way before the Spanish conquest. Uh, and what they discovered is that, we are, that the world is filled with energetic bodies. Everything has an energetic body. And, when we, and what they discovered is that when we have an emotional, physical, sexual, even a loving exchange with another human being, mm-hmm. cords of, or filaments of feeling and energy gets attached to them during this exchange. And it remains in them. Uh, and it can draw off our energy as they draw off our energy with their cords in us until we recapitulate that experience. Uh, and so recapitulation uh, is a combination of Easter, it combines a kind of Eastern energetic medicine with a kind of Toltec Casaneda energy and, and combined together, giving it a basis of an understanding, it can be extremely effective. I have used it for 30 years uh, and I use it today on a daily basis. Something bothers me. I have a conversation with somebody I don't like. I have an exchange with a IT person in, in India that doesn't go my way. And I, <laughs> I, I, I could feel the upset in my energy field. And I just recapitulate the experience, and it's gone. Now, I had a fr- just to get a little further into this, I had a friend in New York, and she was uh, having a, a very volatile relationship with a guy, and she and she was telling me about it. And I said, well, why don't you recapitulate it? And she said, oh, what's that? Now, this is like 10 years ago. Uh, and, and so I said, I explained to her long distance over the phone, this very easy, simple breathing exercise, she was a dedicated meditator and yogi, so she applied it very easily. And she, and she calls me back like three weeks later, and she tells me that she recapitulated the whole relationship, all the emotional stuff, all the angry stuff, all the stuff that was bothering her. She ran into the guy in the park, and they hardly knew each other. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal, and this is, this is actually what's happened. I've seen this myself. Now, what happens? is that it releases the negativity between you by unplugging these cords, but it, re- but it relieves both of you of, this, of these situations so that you can go on from there. They didn't choose to go on from there, but very often it can bring a more loving attitude into a relationship or into any situation because you've unplugged all the trauma. Between the two of you. All right, John, stand by. You and I have to take our first break. Exxon Nation, John Nelson is our special guest this hour. His website is johnnelsonbookworks.com. Don't forget, check out Simul TV on how you can get your two box set that has over 500 video games, 80 specialty channels, including the Exxon TV channel, and you can download on demand hundreds 
I mean hundreds of movies. www.simultv.com is that website. I'm Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. live in rapidly shifting times of extreme volatility and uncertainty. Such profound change brings a unique opportunity for the evolution of consciousness. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of Mission Evolution Radio Show, a program that explores the latest scientific developments and deepening spiritual truths supporting human evolution. Join me on xzbn.net where I interview leading experts in science, physics, medicine, spirituality, and more. By applying divergent viewpoints to leading-edge topics, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truth to assist you on your path to enlightenment. More information and past episodes are available at missionevolution.org. back everyone our guest this hour is john nelson he's the author of a guide to energetic healing his website is www.johnnelsonbookworks.com john can you give us some other examples of uh, 
uh, when this uh, occurs and, and and how we can heal ourselves. I'm sorry, I, I didn't quite hear that, that that question. Can you repeat that, please? Brian? Sure. I said, can you give us some personal or, or general examples of when this occurs and its effect on us and, and how we can turn it around? It, like I said, um, the, the cords of energy mm-hmm. uh, that get exchanged between people, you know, you know I, I have an example in my book. An example in my book is I'm a, I'm a basketball fan of the Golden State Warriors, of course, and uh, uh, I, I give an example of, of people, let's say you have an argument with somebody mm-hmm. about um, a basketball game or a football game or whatever, and you let it go. Uh, but if it's an angry enough, if it is an angry enough exchange, you create a course between you and them. And not only the course between you and them, you created an energetic hole in your, in your, in your energy, energy body. And it wants to be fed. So you're going to find yourself running into people. You're going to find yourself uh, reinforcing those opinions and having more angry, con- having more angry uh, exchanges. Now, it sounds inconsequential, but let's say you're an angry person mm-hmm. and you have uh, 10, 12 of these arguments or these exchanges every day of your life. Well, that is ener- you only have so much physical, even though your, your energetic body could replenish if you're living a, a decent lifestyle, uh, that's energy that's getting drawn away from you. And with a lack of chronic energy in your art field, like I talked about before, you will draw accidents, you will draw injury, you will draw disease into your life. We, we are energetic beings, and that's what Castaneda and his group were doing. They were recapitulating their entire life to draw back every ounce of energy that they had extended in the world so they, so they could reinforce their energetic body. Of course, what they want to do with it is not something that most people want to get into, which is freeing the Nagual or the spirit body, which they control and can use at will. But I've extrapolated that process and applied it to dealing with abuse and dealing with um, trauma, uh, dealing with everyday insults. I recently, uh, I think it was about six months ago, I went to see a spy thriller at a movie. Right. And uh, I thought it was going to be, uh, it, it was really quite interesting. I thought it was going to be, a uh, spy who came in from the coal, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it had a lot of toxic violence, like a lot of films today. When I came out of that movie, I sat in the parking lot. I couldn't, I couldn't drive home. I had to recapitulate that experience to, to get that energy out of my field. Now, where was the course being created? It, 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 you know, after I did that five minutes or ten minutes of recapitulation, uh, I felt great. I went home. I drove home. No problem. What I know part of the book, and this is quite speculative on my part, is that I feel that it, movies, videos, um, PlayStation stuff, all that creates cores. All the violence that you're seeing that creates a core between you and them, whether the movie is an energetic being in itself mm-hmm. or whether it extends beyond the movie to the creators of the movie, I don't know. But I know those cores are being created. I can remember you know, having gone to bed at night and, and, and not and being uncomfortable or being something impinging on me. So I sat up and I realized 
that had just gone to a, a movie, not just that particular movie, but another movie a while back, uh, and there was some toxic violence in it, and it had affected me. So I cleared it. So, it, it, again, the same thing consequential. But as we're going through our lives every day, we are constantly encountering things that impinge on us, that draw our energy, whether we know it or not. I mean, just just going on the Internet, just going on the Internet, uh, all these cookies are getting downloaded, all this stuff that's happening on the Internet, all this sexual undercurrent that's going on is creating currents with you. Uh, I mean, cords with you that need to be unplugged on a daily basis. Or you're just draining, drawing off and draining your body. But how does that affect people who are not interested in the negativity that's, that's in the world today? For example, if you don't want to watch bad movies, you don't go to the movie. If you don't want to listen to bad news, you don't listen to the news or watch the news because it's negative. In today's society, if it don't bleed, it don't lead. Negativity sells. So there are certain things that we can do as individuals to eradicate that from our daily life. So how does this affect the recapitulation then? Well, you know, if, if you're not creating negative cords, well, mm -hmm. you know, the cords of energy are both negative and positive. I, right. I'm just talking about the negative. I'm just talking about the negative experience. But when you love somebody, mm -hmm. you're creating positive cords between you and them that feed the situation. You want their energy in your field, and you want to be in their field as well because it's a loving exchange. So this applies to, to, to everything like that. But I, I use an example. Yeah, so, so you're right. If you disconnect and you're careful about exposing yourself to negative encounters, negative media, the negative things around your life, you're not going to be find yourself impinged, and you're, going, you're not going to find yourself being impinged in the way I'm talking about. Right. But it's, it's very subtle. Now, I talk about it in the book. It, it also applies to some kinds of positive experience. Now, a lot of people go to sacred sites around the world. Yeah. They go to Egypt. They go to uh, India. They Stone go to the Hedge. Andes. Yeah. And I have gone to sacred sites, and what I've discovered, that in these man-made structures uh, that were created by magicians long ago, there is energy there. And a lot of people not easily expose themselves to influences that create cords and maybe positive, mostly positive, I would hope, but possibly negative as well. Now, I talk about an experience in a book where I was living in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I went to an um, Indian site, a Native American site, excuse me, and I was meditating in this cave uh, that, that was like at least a thousand years old, and I could feel the impingement of some energy trying to introduce itself to me. You know, I skedaddled out of there. <laughs> you know? And that night, I, I was sure to, to recapitulate anything that might have happened. So, yeah, you know, you're saying that you want to monitor your activities mm -hmm. so you only encounter positive things. Well, some positive things, like even going to church. I mean, when you go to a Catholic church, you go to uh, any of these churches, you know, that's a very positive experience, but they have long histories, especially the Catholic Church. They have long histories, and when you buy into their histories by going to their churches, you can get yourself, you can create cores between those histories, I'm saying, and this is probably speculative on my part, and yourself. So, uh, like I do, I, I recapitulate everything, 
And if, if I go to a Catholic church, uh, like I've done recently, because I had somebody in the family pass, I, um, I recapitulated the experience, you know, and I found that, you know, there were some things that I didn't want to carry away with me. So how long does it take you to clear or recapitulate yourself? Well, you know, this is, again, now, Castaneda, in his book, The Eagle's, uh, the Eagle's Gift, mm-hmm. and uh, I, must, I must add that the, the extrapolation and the actual um, the extrapolation of that technique was brilliantly elucidated by Victor Sanchez uh, in, a, in a book on re- recapitulation. Uh, he, he wrote a book, first of all, he called uh, The Teachings of Don Carlos, but then he wrote a dedicated book on recapitulation. And what they, what they do, what they recommend, is what it's called the list. You create a list. You start in the present, and you create a list of, uh, you, first of all, you create categories. Uh, all the colleges you've gone to, all the businesses you've worked Different, different categories. And then you start in the present, and you start filling in the people in these categories from the present all the way going back to the past. And you make this list, and, you know, uh, sometimes these lists can be can take weeks or months, and it can be 20 or 30, um, 20 or 30 pages long. Of, you know, especially if you're like me, 70 years old, you've met, you've met and encountered a lot of people in your life. And what they recommend after that, and what Shane Chess does, he's been conducting workshops for like the last 25 years where – People come to him, and I think it's a three- or four-day workshop. At night, they get into a wooden – they make a wooden box. They get into a wooden box and they, with their list, and they start recapitulating one by one these experiences. And the next day, they wake – you know, next day they go to work because they have so much energy, they don't need to sleep. But that's – you know, that's pretty dedicated. Now, I've never engaged in something like that because what, what I've done, and I've done maybe a 1,000 hours of this, is just – to go back from the present, enlist the the major experiences, the major the major things, and once you get into it, other things start to pop up. Your energetic body is conscious, and it reaches out. You might talk about one incident with this person, but it'll bring up a, a dozen more. So you can make a list, but there's another way to do this, and it's called that's called rigidity. Uh, let me see. I made a list. That's called rigidity. Uh, that's the rigidity, formality and rigidity. It's a systematic. Now, there's another one. All right, we've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by, John. Exonation John okay. Nelson is our guest, www.johnnelsonbookworks.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. And you're listening to us on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, Simul TV, and iHeart Radio. Don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. AVS Media. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? 
Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. John Nelson is my guest. He's the author of A Guide to Energetic Healing. And his website is www.johnnelsonbookworks.com. John, would it be possible that there's a connection between these um, streams, the negative streams? Could they actually be represented to a person in a dream state in the form of a, of a bad dream? Well, you know, you know, of course. Uh, and, and let me let me just let me just finish my thought from the from the previous uh, session. Okay. Uh, what I said previously was that the making a list 
Mm-hmm. It's one way of, 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 of doing the recapitulation, if you, especially if you're interested in a lifelong recapitulation. But there's another process that uh, Don Juan in the Castaneda books talks about, and it's called fluidity, where you, you, you sweep your energetic breath across your energy field, you, you center yourself, and then the energy, and then you, you ask spirit to bring up what needs to be done. And what ha- you'll bring up the first episode, and if you're open, you do that thoroughly. What else is needed? Uh, and this can be a m- much quicker way of doing that and getting to the essential underlying causes of your disharmony. Uh, so, and so either way can be recommended, and I explain both of them thoroughly in the book. Now, getting back to the question about these dreams and dreams, uh, you know, of course, Castaneda uh, had a... Um, the art of dreaming. He had a lot about dreaming, uh, and uh, which didn't really appeal to me that much. Uh, I was, again, like I say in my book, there were a lot of things and that I read in his books that didn't appeal to me because I just wasn't interested. What I was interested in was how to free myself of some of this trauma. Uh, and so in terms of dreaming, this would be kind of speculative on me because I, I've never got into like lucid dreaming and mm-hmm. things like that. But we do have exchanges in the in the in the dream body. When we when we sleep, our dream body is definitely very active. And I would and I would assume that uh, these kinds of streams could happen in the dreaming in the dreaming self as well. Now, this brings you know dreaming brings uh, brings me to uh, to like the second half of the book, which is about uh, ways of accumulating energy. And um, in ways of uh, a more balanced way of living, once you've gone through clearing up some of this trauma using recapitulation, and I use a lot, a lot of union techniques in the second half of the book, and one of them is what I call the compensatory factor or function. Uh, and Jung, who Carl Jung, the great uh, Swiss psychologist, uh, he interpreted like eighty thousand dreams in his life, and what he discovered, and this is a principle that applies across the board. What he discovers that dreams very often are compensatory to conscious mind attitudes. Let's say you have an attitude about, you have a, a breakup with somebody, okay. and you really feel, ne- I'm sorry? I said okay. okay, yeah. And so you feel very negative about them, mm-hmm. and and so you might have a dream of them walking across the water, uh, like they're your savior. Well, that's not literally the case. What Jung would say is that's compensating an inadequate conscious attitude so that uh, you'll bring it into more of a balance. So you'll have a more balanced perspective of the person that you're having this conflict with. And that compensatory function happens across the board. If you watch your life, your attitudes are constantly being informed by compensatory functions. Let's say you, an example I use, let's say you have um, a certain attitude towards um, a negative attitude towards um, Social Security, and you're driving down you're driving down the street, and you stop at a in a bus, and there's a uh, bus pulls up next to you, and there's a sign saying you know about senior employment uh, at Walmart. You know it, that everything is. We used to say if this is a dream, what would it mean? That is compensating. For your conscious attitude, not to say that you got to give up your social security and go work at Walmart, but what it's saying is that 
you need to bring in a more realistic understanding. And that's what Jung brings to this. Everything in his universe is compensatory. But how do we and know? Balancing how, everything off. But how do we know Jung was right in everything? How, you know, why do we take his word as the final word? You know, he could be, he well, could have been wrong. Uh, he he definitely he he definitely uh, can be wrong. But it's just like, you know, again with like with Castaneda, a lot of people think he pulled off the biggest literary hoax of the century. Uh, I don't feel that way at all. And the the test, like I said, with Castaneda, mm-hmm. the test is with, with Jung. It doesn't work. And and it, his stuff has constantly worked for me. In fact, there's a technique he, he uses called active imagination, where you talk with aspects of yourself. I can remember having a conversation in Los Angeles when I was there with one of my novels, create, uh, writing a screenplay with the screenplay writer, and we, we were having a lot of problems because uh, he was trying to convert the uh, lead uh, female character in my book to uh, a young man's girlfriend. And, you know, I, I wasn't going for that. And so we sat down, we were having this exchange, and I was talking to his shadow element. He was talking to my shadow element, and we couldn't get it resolved. But we were actually having a conversation. It was, it was some aspect of ourselves doing that. Well, he got upset, left the meeting, drove down a one-way street the wrong way, got ticketed by a black female cop, and he calls me back and said, is this an anima? Is this my anima? I said, no kidding, Sherlock. <laughs> so the universe is constantly, you know, trying to balance our attitudes off. Or, are, end, or are we using, the, are we using the, the occurrences of our everyday life to try and make sense or, or try to fit the, the, the scenario into, into the, 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 the way that we believe certain things? And is it, is it a placebo effect or is it reality? You mean are we? Are we uh, is our attitude about something? Yeah. What is the precipitating precipitating what's happening in our life? Well, for example, yeah, I think that. Okay. I think, I think it does precipitate what us what, what happens in our lives. But again, you know, it's just like like I said with recapitulation. I read about it mm-hmm. uh, as I sat down and, and and started using it, and I saw it very effective. Um, you know, and. I didn't have an attitude about it because it was something new to me. When the book fell on my head and when I was 17 years old, I never heard of yoga. Yeah. I, sat, I, I, I sat down, read the book, made sense. I started doing the physical asanas. Uh, I was having a lot of problems that cleared up. I was able to sleep again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to go back to college because my head was clear. Uh, so it worked. You know. So, yeah, I think if you have a certain attitude about something, you're going. I think the attitude does bring, draw things into your life, but it works the other way as well. Something, if without an attitude, something can come into your life, and if you experientially work with it, uh, it can, can prove very beneficial. But wouldn't you say that what works for one will not work for the other? Well, um, I, I, th- I think, <laughs> and that, to tell you the truth, that has been some of the experience of my readers of this book because uh, the uninitiated have have um, have written some really kind of uh, ridiculous reviews of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, but again, that brings us back to just how different are we? I mean, just how different are we? You know, it's just like we all have. We might have different experiences. We mm-hmm. might have we might have grown up in different milieus, different times. But 
the human experience is pretty universal. As we go back in history and we look at people and we look at their histories, we see some of the same things that are happening today repeats itself. So I think, I think, and what Castaneda discovered and what the Toltecs discovered for thousands of years is that, you know, there are some basic long components in our psyche. And this is what Jung discovered. But you know, he, when he going back with archetypes, he discovered uh, in some of his in some of his mid, uh, middle ages, mm-hmm. you know, in some of his middle ages research, that that these archetypes were popping up everywhere. They go back thousands of years, so there is some level of uniformity. These archetypes that that he discovered two thousand years ago in Egypt are still active today, and people are still dealing with the same sort of thing. So. I don't know if that answers your question, but not really. Again, it's just <laughs> listen. There's only two, there's only two constants in in that is inherent in each and every human on this planet. We're born and we die. They're the only two constants. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, you, but there are. When you look a little, when you look a little deeper, um, and you look into people's lives, uh, and you see the patterns that are created in their lives, you see that there is a mechanism that's happening. Um, you know, there, no, no matter what their point of view, mm-hmm. whether they're conservative or liberal, uh, you know, certain things happen precipitated by their orientation and by their attitudes. You know, that brings me to. Um, um, uh, that brings me to Myers-Briggs. That brings me to typology. All right, we're going to hold and- it right there because I've got to take my final break. Exonation. John Nelson is our guest this hour. www.johnnelsonbookworks.com And he's the author of A Guide to Energetic Healing. We'll be back on the other side as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. We'll be back. Don't go away. heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. 
Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. The concept of a new age has been around since the late 19th century, yet much of its original meaning has been lost. What exactly is the new age? Is it a religion? A collection of obscure esoteric practices? A series of doomsday predictions? Or an astrological event? The New Age Chronicles is a unique, complementary publication bringing reason and grounded information to separate fact from fiction. Chuck full of valuable information to support you as we make the monumental shift into the new era. You won't want to miss a single innovative issue. The New Age Chronicles newspaper is coming soon to www.newagechronicles.com. John Nelson is our guest, www.johnnelsonbookworks.com. John, do you believe that humans are more alike than dislike? I think they're more alike than dislike, yes. Uh, and I think uh, one of the tests of that mm-hmm. uh, is um, typology that Jung wrote about in the 1920s, uh, and then uh, it was later uh, explicated by Myers-Briggs. And what he, what he talked about and what he discovered is that we all have different kinds of orientations. And he, he, he isolated it down to four functions. Um, we either we, we bring in information through our intuition or through our sensing ability, and we process it either through thinking or feeling. Uh, and those four functions vary in different ways. And what he discovered is... You know, our orientations differ. Some people are feeling intuitive types, which is about 2% of the population. Most of the population are sensing thinking types. Mm -hmm. And because of that orientation, we see things differently. It doesn't mean that we're right and they're wrong. It means that uh, we have a different orientation. And when we start to understand that uh, and, and not demonize people because they have a different orientation than we do or not create a war with the socialist companies because we're capitalists and just realize that everyone has a different way of seeing things uh and this is what the myers-briggs test is, is about in fact I, I did a book with a i edited a book with a um 
he had been the uh, he had been on the army's uh, chief of staff, and they used the Myers Briggs or this typology to to create more harmonious groups, army groups, all the way down from the top to the bottom, so that you didn't have too many thinking types and too many feeling types and too many sensing types. That you had a balance of each. That they all weren't going out there shooting people. Some of the people actually sat back and thought about what they were doing. So yeah, and. That's just amazing when you, when you start to see that. And so if that typology works, and it seems to work across the board, uh, you, can, you, know, you take these tests online, and it's just amazing what you discover about yourself. So I, I do think we are more alike than disalike. We have different orientations. Mm-hmm. We, it, 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 we have different orientations. And, and, what I, and what I talk about in the book, if you understand that, let's say, let's say, you're a, a thinking, sensing type, and you go to a art museum with your wife, uh, and you can't make any sense out of uh, uh, abstract expressionism because it doesn't make any sense to you because you're a rational guy. And but what you don't understand is that it's not representational; it's the artist is feeling the way about that. And so, if you understand that, you if you start to understand that, you can start to adjust your orientation. Maybe you'll read a book instead of going to a football game every Sunday. The wife is the same way. She goes to the football game with you. She thinks it's kind of stupid to uh, to see all this all this effort about putting a pigskin across the goal line. But when she's talking with her workmen, and this would be her our animus, we call her animus, when she's dealing with workmen who are doing their kitchen, she can use that orientation to her own advantage by saying, "Do it my way, or don't get paid." So, yeah, again, it's like it's just amazing how things just compensate, how this compensatory function you can see it everywhere at least i'm seeing it everywhere not just union mm-hmm. but across the board well let me uh, let me ask you this let me ask you this hold, hold on here whoa let, let me get something in here sideways okay 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 let's let's take a look at young he was pre-internet right yes he was how has his Philosophy, his psychology changed since the advent of the internet. What do you think? Do you think there's been a change? Big time, big time, big time, big time. In what? In what way? In what way? The internet is the largest septic tank that has been created by mankind because there's more crap in it than there is anything else. And (laughs) when you look at Jung, he was, he was. A man of his time. It's just like people who worship Einstein. And they say, well, you know, it can't happen because Einstein said it couldn't. Well, how do we know Einstein was right? How do we know that tomorrow there may be a new discovery that proves Einstein wrong? How do we know that tomorrow? Well, yeah, well, well this is, that's the history of science, constantly. I mean, yeah. Einstein overthrew... Uh, uh, the science of his day, and somebody will come in and overthrow him. Right. Now, in talk, of, in, talk, in talk of Jung, he is a product of his time. Right. He definitely is a product of his time. But in terms of the the fluid, the junk on the Internet, mm-hmm. you know, he, talk, he was the first to really talk about the collective unconscious, how there is a collective unconscious. And uh, it, it does, it, through archetypes, it does, it, it does, influence and, and weaves its way through and the internet um, is an ex- is, is, is just an extension of that now personally mm-hmm. I've uh, you know yes there is a lot of crap on the internet 
Uh, and if you want to get the orientation, you can go that way if you want. But I find it as a, as a writer and as a novelist, I find it immensely helpful. I, if I I can ask, I remember writing a um, I was I, writing ghost writing a novel about a uh, from a, a fashion novel for a client, and and he was in and he was in and it was setting was in Hong Kong mm-hmm. in 1990. Well, I could go to the internet and find the hotels he was talking about and find the layouts on the internet of those hotels. So when I described the hotels, you know, it it, it was actual. Okay. You know, so it's it, it it it's it's an amazing tool like anything. It's how we it's what we it's how we use it. And nothing is bad in itself. It's how we use it. No experience is bad in itself. It's, it's how we come back and, and can be informed by it to change our attitude, to evolve ourselves, become more conscious. You know, there is an Eastern philosophy. There is an Eastern uh, philosophy, uh, a Hindu a Hindu philosophy that uh, that has an interesting formula. And let me read this to you. It says the fundamental purpose of nature is for human beings to bring pure consciousness forth into the world. So the ultimate fulfillment of nature is why we essentially exist. We are here to bring consciousness into the world. That's how God, the collective, or whatever we want to call it, uses human beings who are cognizant to bring higher consciousness. And when we don't fulfill that function, when we don't do that, then we die off because we're no longer of use. Now, Castaneda had a whole thing about the eagle's emanation, and they talk about something very similar uh, about, you know, about about we, we experience life so that we can reinforce uh, the eagle's emanation, so we can reinforce what he would call their God image uh, and, and inform it. And when we're no longer inform it, when we're no longer explorers, and we're no longer uh, of use to it, then we die off. And, and that's one of the principles of nature, I think, which not everybody will probably accept. <laughs> Why is it the philosophers, the people in life who sit back and think a lot, don't do a hell of a lot, mind you, but they sit, they think, and they write. Why are they revered instead of the people who actually roll up their sleeves and get things done? You know, uh, I have an interesting uh, antidote about that. Um, I, I talk about, I said, you know, uh, if, if you're on a groceries, Mm-hmm. You go to the grocery store and fill up. And I said, if you're out of consciousness, you go to a new age, you go to a new age seminar and fill up. <laughs> I think, and and I can remember talking about. I, I mentioned something in the book. I said every time I've had to move, uh, it was my policeman brother-in-law and his crew came over and helped me move because all my friends were out meditating or doing yoga. <laughs> so, uh, and. Interesting. Victor, I was just reading in Victor Sanchez's book, The Teachings of Don Carlos. I was rereading a little bit. And he talks about that. He talks about the difference between just becoming, making everything an intellectual experience mm-hmm. and actually applying. And he said, this is the problem with Castaneda's work, he said, and why he wrote that book, The Teachings of Don Carlos, is because people were just going off on tangents. They weren't really applying it. And what he did is started workshops. This is back in the 80s, where he applied these techniques and, and show how helpful they could be in people's lives. So, yeah, the application, again, is, is the importance here. Uh, and in terms of uh, 
in terms of revering philosophers, in terms of revering uh, teachers, uh, I think uh, they created a big con to suck the rest of us in. <laughs> I agree. I truly agree. <laughs> Listen, John, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Tell our listeners where they can buy copies of your book. Uh, well, the publisher the publisher is Rainbow Ridge Books out of Charlottesville, Virginia, but it's on Amazon in, in the Kindle edition and the paperback edition. Uh, and if you go to my website, uh, I have a listing for it. I'll take you to the Amazon site. But, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's ready available. In terms of bookstores, um, uh, if you want to be pro, if you want to be an activist, uh, you could go into bookstores and ask for it, and, and, and ask why it's not in their bookstore. That would help. <laughs> John Nelson. Would love you. <laughs> John Nelson, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Okay, thank you for having me, Rob. Bye bye. It now. was wonderful. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Bye bye. John Nelson has been my guest this hour. www.johnnelsonbookworks.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And the X-Zone TV show is exclusive on the X-Zone TV channel. And that's only with Simul TV. Visit SimulTV.com. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? 
Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.